0: Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by B.J. Armstrong. And B.J., it has been way too long. There has been way too many storylines happening in the NBA, but it's 2023. A lot of people calling it the Michael Jordan year. I'm going to call it that. And uh, I'm excited to get back on the mic with you (laughs) and talk about basketball. It's great.
1: Well, clearly we haven't been hanging out in the same circles. So, I, and, <laughs> what, what do you mean, if, Michael, Michael's not calling it the Jordan year? Hey, you know, I, 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 that's a that's a new one. Happy New Year to you! <laughs> Anything I see with twenty three is a is a Carolina reference. Right. And um, hey, it's great. It's good, and uh, it's good to be back. Haven't seen like I haven't seen you guys for a while, and uh, you know, we've all been busy and. Happy New Year and happy holidays and all that good stuff. So it's good right. to be back and uh talk a little basketball. Yeah, and I'm excited
0: because, you know, I kind of wanted to let the season marinate over me a little bit, you know, because there's a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of opinions in the NBA world. A lot of people that want to get these takes off. They want to tell you who's the best, who's not the best anymore and I needed a sample size, BJ. I needed some time to to see what these teams actually look like. I was excited about the Cavaliers. Uh, they have proven that to be um, a good reason to be excited. I was excited about what was going to happen with Luka Doncic, the MVP race. And, uh, you know, he's delivering the good so far this season. But I just wanted to pick your brain. What is okay. the what is the one thing that has really stood out to you so far in this NBA season as we're moving into uh, you know as we get closer to to the real times where where seating actually matters and records actually matter?
1: Well, the one thing that has stood out to me has been the following, you know the the eventual NBA NBA champion for twenty two twenty twenty three season, the Jordan season as you mm. call it, the Jordan year is up for grabs. Right. To anyone. It, 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 you know, you, you look at Boston early in the season. They look like the best team. And you go, well, you look at them over the last 10 games, they're like 500. You know, they lose by 40 points or so to OKC last night. Then you look at the Milwaukee Bucks and you're going, OK, you know, they have Giannis. But something doesn't seem to be clicking there with this team. And then you look out west. You know, you look at Denver and then now Zion is hurt. And just a couple weeks ago, you know, our, our good friend John Morant says he, you know, he's not worried about anybody in the West. And then <laughs> they lose it. They lose a few games. And then lo and behold, if they just played at home, you got to look at the Warriors. But they can't win on the road right now. And then Steph Curry is out. But they found a way to kind of just hang around. So when you. Put all this together, you're saying, who do you think is going to come out? And then I have to say this, shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. Right. I mean, we've all but counted them out, what, a year ago, you know, earlier in the season. And now they've won, what, 11, 12 in a row. And suddenly you look at the standings and they're in second place, like a half game out of first place. So this thing is up for grabs. And that's the one thing that has stood out to me is that you have a number of teams that still have an opportunity to, you know, make a serious, you know, run at winning the NBA championship this year. So I, I don't know who has the advantage if you ask me today, but certainly there are a number of teams. And you can make a case for a number of teams in both the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference that could win the NBA championship.
0: And it used to be a foregone conclusion. We got to a point, you know, especially when Kevin Durant was on the Warriors, where you went into every season and you kind of knew what the final script was going to look like. And, you know, you could almost tune out and then come back in for the playoffs. And that's not the case anymore, because like you said, if you stopped tuning in two weeks ago... You would think to yourself, well, the Boston Celtics are the team that are going to win the title. They they are by far the best team, but now they've lost two in a row. They're still they still have an interim coach. I mean, you know, Joe Mazzulla is not the full time head coach, so there's still some questions to be answered there. The Milwaukee Bucks, with arguably the best player in the world, you and I would say is the best player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have his running mate. He doesn't have Chris Middleton, and it seems like they're constantly just trying to hold steady while they try to get their entire team back. So that doesn't put them as a as a sure thing. And that's why Brooklyn just keeps popping back in my mind, BJ. And you know, Kyrie comes back. They have been on a tear since he has come back. That like you said, right. they've won twelve straight games at this point. Jock Vaughn seems to have not only the respect of this group, but he has the ability to be nimble enough. There, there's this clip going around where Kevin Durant he draws up the final play for Kevin Durant against the Raptors, and Kevin Durant basically goes back and says, "Coach, I like that play. Run it for Kyrie, not me." He does. Kyrie hits the game-winning shot against the Raptors, and everyone says, "You know, this is this is what the modern NBA looks like. This 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 tug of war, this give and take between the coach and the players." So Brooklyn shockingly I think it's I think it's the biggest shocker of all time they they seemingly right now at this point in time look like maybe the the team that could come out of the east and potentially win a championship and if you had told anybody any casual fan two months ago that's the case they probably laugh in your face and I think to me that is the biggest storyline right now in basketball
1: yeah it is because this is the Brooklyn team that we all thought they were going to be when they first got to Brooklyn. However, right. it's taken a little time. It's you know where they're on their second coach. And and give Jock Vaughn credit, you know. For better or for worse, you know, you now you have all these mics and microphones and cameras that are now beginning to get into these, you know, to these huddles. And you know, there was a the idea that the coach made all of the, all of the decisions and the players just listened and did what the coach said. <laughs> However, that's never been the case, right? It's a true partnership amongst coaches, executives, teams, and these players. And part of great leadership is listening to the people. Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've never been on a good team where there hasn't been a collaboration amongst the coaches and the players. And that's so important. So, you know, I, I know there's an idea that, you know, Hey, you no, know, you know, he was the coach and the, you just did what the coach said. However, when you're playing, especially in professional sports, even in collegiate sports, and I was very fortunate to even have input with my high school coaches, because, you know, that's how you learn, right? You you right. throw out ideas and then you take the best ideas. That's how I look at it. You know, if if I don't care where the good idea comes from, just as long as it's the right idea. As long as we get the it, idea at the end of the get, day, that's what it, matters. It, 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 that's what matters, right? And, you know, the coach doesn't know everything. The players don't know everything. You know, you know, some coaches probably would beg to differ. Some players would probably beg to differ. <laughs> but, but if you have a true partnership, which it, that's what it is, That's what happened. So it's been great. And uh Jock Vaughn has been around. He played in the NBA. I'm sure he understands that. And for whatever reason, as you know, Tate, as I've you heard me say many a times, you know, winning covers a multitude of sins. Mm. Same group, and they have figured something out. Now, whatever they figured out, I think only those guys in the locker room know. Clearly, us. And I say the, in the media, we don't know because we've counted them out, you know, right. <laughs> everybody thought they were going to be, yeah, we've counted them out. And then all of a sudden, you know, they are playing, not perhaps they're playing the best basketball right now in the NBA. And they certainly look like a team that can make a real run at it. So, you know, give those guys credit, give those guys credit for sticking through and fighting through the tough times. And, uh, they're right where they want to be so um you know it's it's interesting now as we get you know here almost to the trading deadline which will which could be you know it could be interesting because somebody could make a move that really pushes them ahead of someone or someone could sit tight and say, hey, this is the team we're going to go with down the stretch. So uh, there's a lot there's a lot of storylines left for you and I to discuss.
0: Right. And when you have Kyrie Irving and you have Kevin Durant, you're already playing with house money at at some level. Right. I mean, you have two of those talents and they're playing in unison. They're playing connected. They're playing together. They're playing. Like you said, when we first got this group put together, you said this is ideally how this team would look. And they still need a five. They still need a a big—I mean, I like Claxton. I I like Sharp Mm -hmm. off the bench, but I think there's a move that might be made there where you bring in a veteran for this group. I think Brooklyn is the team that, as the trade deadline gets nearer and approaches, it says to me, well, they might make a move just to to try to get them over the hump. Milwaukee is a team I could see maybe trying to make a move to— Maybe move off Grayson Allen. I don't know what what it would look like, but they might be trying right. to find another piece to bring in there and, and see what happens and see if that can push them over the hump. The Sixers are another team that you know maybe they try to bolster that bench a little bit. I like mm-hmm. them as the five seed. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people were talking about that top four in the East and maybe right. not bringing up Philadelphia and obviously Joel Embiid. We know he can be one of those guys, one of those ones, as the kids would say at some point. Um, you know, in a season, especially once we get into the playoffs. So in the East in general. I think as the trade deadline approaches, all five of those teams in the top five currently, there's a move that could be made. And one of the most fascinating moves that I've seen a lot of people try to put out there, BJ, and it's something that you and I talked about a long time ago, is Cleveland. And Cleveland right now, I really like Cleveland's team. I mean, how could you not? I mean, Donovan Mitchell has been a lot of fun. They play like a team. They have a lot of young talent, but they have a surplus of guys. You know, a Karis LeVert. You don't need Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert necessarily. We'll see. But there could be a move that could be made. And one of the moves that I've heard a lot of L.A. people throw out to me, BJ, and a lot of LeBron Mafia is maybe LeBron James back to Cleveland Uh, And he's playing so well right now for the Lakers. But I I just wanted to float that to you. How insane is that? And is there a world in which that could happen? Because Cleveland is top four in the East. They have a team that could potentially win a title. And LeBron James says he doesn't want to play games just to play games. He wants to play games to win championships. Mm -hmm. And if that's not a message, I don't know what is, BJ. That seemed like very much I'm available. But, you know, I don't want to speculate here. But could that happen? Is there any world where LeBron James uh, goes back to Cleveland? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, I think for all of the media and all of that, of course, let's keep that. Let's stir this pot, right? How? However, the
0: media is loving this. I mean, they want they want, yeah, they want yeah. this to happen how, so bad. Uh,
1: how, however, I, I you, you don't want to say never, but I think it's highly unlikely that something like that happens. I think it's highly unlikely
0: from the Cleveland side. Correct? I mean, th- that's yeah, how I feel. From, if I'm Cleveland, from, there's no way I'm doing that.
1: Well, for for. for from both sides, you know, I, I think the Lakers right now, the Lakers, you know, and I, I the Lakers are funny to talk about because, you know, if, it, I feel like if you say something, you, you know, you're, you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, if you say anything about the Lakers, right? Because <laughs> it just is what it is. Well, right. well, but I'm going to say this about the Lakers. They're 13th in the West. They're eight games out of first place. At some point, the Lakers are going to have to make a decision and say, do we have a realistic chance? because they always like to talk about winning championships out here, right? Getting to the playoffs is not, that's not what they do out here in LA. You know, you and I both live out here. So let's say, do you have a realistic chance? My answer is no. Okay. My answer is no. And I'm not, and I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just saying, I don't think as this roster is currently constructed that they have a realistic chance of getting through the Western conference. So if that's not the case, then let's see how we could build it. Because they have, in my opinion, three really, really good players, right? And Anthony Davis, who was playing at a very high level. Arguably right. you could say he was playing at an MVP mm-hmm. caliber level before his injury. LeBron James, you've heard me say this many a times, and our listeners at 38, just give me what you got. Well, he's given he's given us. He's given the Lakers better than any 38-year-old consistently has ever in the NBA. So I got no problems there. Arguably, they have a six-man-of-the-year candidate coming off the bench, averaging about 18 points a game at Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. who's been sensational coming off the bench. However, because of you know the economics and the structure of salaries, You know, they gotta figure out how to build a team around those guys, okay, because of money and all of those things. And right now they just don't have the depth that's necessary, like a Denver or New Orleans or Memphis, and the teams that are making a serious consideration. Even the Golden State Warriors who who I think, you know, they've played much better, but they have a lot of depth in their team. They're playing right now without Steph Curry, and they're still, you know, you know, in the playoff hunt. So I just think right now, whatever move they decide to make, the move is going to have to address the elephant in the room. Where and what is the future of this franchise? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. We could talk about the past and all the championships you won. Presently, they're what in 13th, they're in 13th place place. right now. Yep. Okay. And what is the future? yeah. Yeah. And what is the future? Are you going to wage the future of your franchise by giving away your your future first round picks for this group? That to me is a big question. And whatever decision they decide to make, you know, it's going to have an impact for years to come. <laughs> okay. So if this team is really bad for years to come, it's going to be because they gave away all those draft picks. And all the Laker fans probably won't get back into rebuilding until sometime in 2030 or so. If they decide to break this up, then you have now you're in the mix. Maybe you can get into the draft and get one of these players that can turn your franchise around immediately. So you won't have to wait six, seven years to rebuild it. So they have a major decision to make. I'm not sure what the decision is. I I, kind of know what I probably would do if asked. However, you know, right now you still have players playing at a very high level. Can't argue that. I mean, Anthony Davis, LeBron James and Russell are all playing at a very high level. However, it's not good enough. Right. Right. And that's the reality of the situation.
0: And their contracts, I mean, they just make it especially, I mean, luckily Russell is on an expiring right now. And we talked about this before, even with Chris Paul when he was in Oklahoma City. The way to get traded in the NBA is to play your way into a trade, unless you're Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons, right? Everybody else, they play their way into a trade. And what Russell has done this year is doing that, in my opinion. I think Russell has played great. I think he's shown the ability to come off the bench and add value to a team. And I think he's put in and, and coming on an expiring deal, I think that there's value there. And I think that, you know, we've heard the Miles Turner trade be floated. We've heard the PJ Washington and Gordon Hayward. Like we've heard all these, you know, potential floated trades. But I don't think that any of those moves that they make can get the Lakers into a win now championship mentality. I don't think that that's in the realm of possibility.
1: You you need depth. I mean, that's just key. So one guy,
0: one young guy that you bring over that can shoot threes is not going to, or one big who's going to help get you an actual five is not going to be the thing that gets you over the hump this year. That's just the reality.
1: Exactly. I I agree with that. But you know, give those guys credit. I mean, look, LeBron is playing sensational. I mean, he's had back-to-back 40-point games. You know, unfortunately, AD gets hurt, but he was with I mean, question. He, he, he went was head to head a, with
0: Giannis and outplayed him.
1: You know, we yeah, all watched that. He game. was playing a top he was playing as a top five player in the NBA. And Russell Westbrook is arguably, you know, top two or three. And in my opinion, he's probably been the best guy coming off the bench consistently in the entire NBA. If
0: his name wasn't Russell Westbrook and he was coming off the bench putting up eighteen, it would be a, a yeah, no-brainer exactly. six man of the year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: He's playing great. Coach Ham has put these guys in position. However, they're just depleted with with depth and, and and not that they have inexperienced players but this group hasn't been together this is the first year that they've been together coach ham this is his first year here but you could see the brand of basketball that coach ham would like to play and i think he's done a terrific job even though it might not have trans you know tr- translated yet into the win column they're they're giving maximum effort and what they're doing they look like they're playing you're playing with second effort they've accepted their roles but more importantly they're playing a good brand of basketball i like watching the lakers play
0: quick break to get a word from our sponsors you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks a few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out you think of calling for a ride nah you live nearby you can make it home okay it's no big deal what are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway And even so what's the worst that could happen your insurance goes up you lose your license you lose your job you total your car you kill someone everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk the results are tragic and often deadly however that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives so if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. I think they play with much more energy and effort than they did last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: I mean, mile. look at them. They're giving you what they got. I mean, they're competitive. Mm-hmm. They compete. What more can you ask? So I, I just think at this stage right now, minus AD, might I mean, they're minus a big I mean, they're running their offense through Anthony Davis. Okay, minus AD, they're still competitive, and um, you know, say so I, I think they have decisions, and they know it. I think the Lakers know it, the 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 management know it, and it just we're all kind of just waiting to see. Right. Let's talk about what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the West at the top. You know, we're talking about the 13th team in the West. But the West is fascinating right now because, like you mentioned, John Morant uh, had a little sit-down interview. They asked him, uh, you know, about who he's worried about in the league. He said that, uh, you know, he's only worried about Boston. And then he said, you know, he's not worried about anybody in the West. And then, you know, like you said, that they immediately – um, get a response from some of the top teams in the West, the, the Warriors being right. uh, the, the main example of that. Denver um, right now is number one um, in the Western Conference. Jokic is playing like a guy who could win three straight MVPs for the first time since Larry Bird. I mean, he is on another level. He is averaging a triple-double in his last 10 games with 12 rebounds and 12 assists and 28 points. So, I mean, you put that all together. He, right. is, uh, he is something serious. I like what Mike Malone is doing with this team. I like the depth of Denver. And Denver was a team that you and I, uh, you know, a season ago, we, we said, wow, this is a title type team. They, they could actually do it. They've made some moves. They've gotten guys healthy. Um, what have you seen out of the Nuggets and what do you like and project forward for the Nuggets? Do you think that they are one of those teams that that is in the mix to potentially win a title this year? Because they looked the part, at least uh, so far in the regular season.
1: Well, without question, anytime you have Jokic, who's back to back MVP, you're going to be in the you know, in the race um, as far as winning and, and what they what they could do or what they could be. You know, I think with this team, it, it, I still find them fascinating um, because of injuries, right? They're just getting back Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Right. Um, you know, he's just coming back. And then Jamal Murray is coming back from an ACL um, from just a year ago. So those both of those guys had, you know, significant injuries one with the back i believe michael porter jr and then jamal murray with an acl and what does that mean you know jamal murray still has to find his footing literally mm. c- from coming back from this type of injury right it's the one thing that you see with all these players who you know come back from injuries like that they it really it normally takes him about a year. You can look at Clay Thompson right now. It, it took, it, it's taken him like a little over a year to kind of rekindle, if you will, the comfort of playing, you know, and trusting, you know, your body again. So Jamal Murray has been great. Jokic has been carrying this franchise now for the last two years. He's, he's been the MVP, deservingly so. Now, with those guys back, he, they've raised the level of expectations. Now, I don't know how that's going to play out for them, but I do know talent-wise, they have the talent. So I would tend to go on my instinct, which would say, well, they'll probably be better next year than this year just because they'll have more comfort in their body and knowing what it can do. And, and back the continuity and, of all
0: being together. And, and all yeah. of
1: those things, yeah, you know. Uh, Those guys have been out. They, they literally missed all of last year. So I think next year will probably be the year. However, they are playing great basketball right now. They are in the race and they are probably a little ahead of schedule. And Jokic, once again it seemed like this guy just he's like the energizer bunny he just keeps going you know right you can't speed him up literally (laughs) and if he does slow down he's already moving slow we don't know he slowed down (laughs) so he's just doing his thing and going about his business and just putting up massive numbers and lo and behold they're in first place so i like what i see however i am you know i'm just when you have a lower extremity injuries like that you know Uh, When you have a back injury, for instance, and you have an ACL, especially with the guard, it's going to take time. But they certainly look great. They certainly look like a team that could do it. And, And this may be the year. I'm not counting them out. I just think at some point here, you know, missing a whole year and then just coming back winning the NBA championship. That's tough. Right. Yeah. That's tough, unless you're Kawhi Leonard. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is the only guy I know that does stuff like that, right? Mm. But the rest of us, I think, it's going to take a little time. But I do like them. I do like their chances, um, and they're playing well. and And right now, they seem to have things rolling. Or Clay, you know, Clay coming back last year. I think
0: is still, I mean, underrated as as to how shocking that was that the Warriors, you know, ended up winning the championship last year, which goes back to the right. West in general. You know, there, it seems very open. Like if you look at the top four right now, Denver's one, Memphis is two, New Orleans is three, Dallas is four. Um, And that is all. These are all fresh teams that are led by guys that are trying to climb up that mountain and trying to make their statement as one of the best. That's why John Moran says, I'm not running from anybody in the West. You know, you got Luka Doncic putting up 60 point triple doubles, 20 rebound games that we've never seen before outside of Wilt Chamberlain. You know, that that's very impressive. And then New Orleans, to me, is very similar to Cleveland in the East for me, where. They are fresh, they are young, but the talent and the depth of their team, you cannot deny. And I like the way that they're coached. I, I really do. I like the way that New Orleans is coached with Willie Green. Yeah. Um, I, I like what Bickerstaff is doing with Cleveland. I just feel yeah. like they're all balled in. They, they have a very team mentality to who they are. You wish that they had more experience in the postseason. But when we get there, the fact that there is no sure thing in front of them, I think it, it opens up the door for maybe we see some new champions and some new teams in the finals.
1: Yeah, well, New Orleans is, is very interesting because they do have depth. Okay. They have depth and they have youth on their side. However, they've injuries have just really Right. Zion's out for three weeks. Zion's yeah. out, Brandon Ingram is out, you know, this guy is out, you know, Herb Jones, I think, has been out for a little bit. So they have they have depth. Zion is Look, he's a load, okay? Right. He's, Zion is a matchup nightmare for anyone. And Coach Green, give him and his staff credit for putting him in the middle of the floor with a live dribble, and they play out of that. And no one yet has figured out how to stop Zion when he starts going to the basket. And I don't think anyone is going to figure that out because no one's going to stand there and take a charge when he's coming. Right, no straight. one wants to put their body in front of that. <laughs> okay, he... Uh, he he's just he's just too athletic, too big, too strong, plays through contact. Now, if they can get healthy, this team looks as if they could really go deep into the playoffs, but they haven't been healthy. Mm. OK, that's a that's a major concern. But if they are healthy, I would not want to play them because of their size. They have athleticism. They're strong. Valanciunas and Zion. They have scores. C.J. McCullough just had what forty or something the other night. Brandon Ingram, we know he's an elite scorer. Zion, you can't stop him. They can play from the post. They can play. They can play for on the perimeter. And they have these they X
0: to. factors with Alvarado and Herb yeah, Jones. Alvar- yeah, yeah, Herb
1: Jones and these guys. So I really like this group. However, okay, they got to do it, mm. and they have There is a lot of question marks. You know the, the. You know you we could talk about you, you know. Phoenix was in and out. Now they have some injuries, you know, with you know with with their all star player and Devin Booker, so that's going to hurt them a little bit. Um, but I, I'm gonna tell you something. You know, the team that I gotta I gotta talk about them, and even though they're in ninth place, is the Golden State Warriors. I think the Warriors right now are still right there. Okay, you know, you talk about the top four teams, you still have. You, you have Denver, you have Memphis, you have New Orleans, you have Dallas, I believe. Mm-hmm. How about this? Sacramento mm.
0: is yeah, right up there, right? Sabonis, How about by the way, when when that trade happened, the, the, you and the, I, the, I talked and you said that that was a great trade I, for Sacramento. I, I a, I Halliburton's a, been yeah. awesome with the Pacers, but but yes. Sabonis
1: is one of the top so, centers in the league. Sabonis and Fox should be all-stars this year. Okay? Right. Those, those guys should be all-stars and give those guys credit. But the Golden State Warriors look as if, they are beginning to figure something out with this group. Okay, every mm-hmm. year is a different year. You know, last year, you know, we talked about Clay Thompson, and Clay Thompson has arguably been the second or in the top three of their big three, right? Last year, it was clearly Wiggins was the second best player on the team, mm-hmm. and that was a huge that was that was huge for them. Wiggins was consistently the best, the second best player on the team. They were in the playoffs last year. Think of this, bringing Steph Curry off the bench. Right. Okay. So when you have this level of flexibility where players are coming off of major injuries like Klay Thompson, and they don't have to be who they were before the injury, that's a huge advantage. And that's what worries me or concerns me about, you know, Jamal Murray and the Denver Nuggets. They need Jamal Murray to be that Jamal Murray we saw in the bubble remember when he was going head to yeah he's going head to head 50 head
0: points, and him, and, him and Donovan Mitchell yeah, yeah
1: exactly now I don't expect him to be that however, next year he could be that because you're starting to see Clay give you signs right he's mm-hmm. he it's just it's a slow process when you come back from that so you know, the Golden State Warriors to me are interesting because they still have youth. That I'm looking to make a contribution who really, other than Kaminga, I don't, you know, I'm, I was expecting a little more from Wiseman and Moody this year. I thought those guys were going to crack their top eight, you know, nine into their rotation, but they especially, haven't done especially
0: it. Especially Wiseman. No. I, I thought Wiseman mm-hmm. would.
1: Yeah. and But somehow the Warriors are still hanging around. Mm-hmm. They're not playing well on the road yet but we know they're (laughs) battle-tested, okay? It's not like, we know they're battle-tested. They just haven't done it with this group yet, but they're winning at home. If I remember correctly, they still have the best home record in the league. I believe they do, yep. Okay, so this is going to make it interesting because they are still the defending champions until someone beats them. And this team is experienced. They're extremely well-coached, and they have depth, right? because you have not only Klay Thompson and Steph Curry that can beat you on from the offensive end, all right? We know what Draymond does and when he provides defensively and his playmaking and so forth and so on, but you also have players like Wiggins and you have this kid Jordan Poole. So they have three or four guys that are capable of getting 30 or more points in any at any given moment in a playoff game.
0: And Jordan has been you know, trying to find his footing this year, and there's been moments where he showed flashes of that brilliance, but then he's had struggles too. So he's not in full form, and who knows what happens when we get to the playoffs. He could click back in, and then all of a sudden
1: you're you're really scared. Exactly, because, look, they're going to be tough because you can't, other than Steph Curry, you can't double the other guys. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry is going to demand, you can't double every single guy on the team. So Steph Curry is going to get doubled, and he's going to be the focal point because we know that this guy is capable of carrying a series. He can carry a whole playoff run. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other guys are going to get a chance to really settle into playing against one on one defenses. Right now, Jordan Poole may get it doubled a little bit. Clay, as he's filling, you know, he but Clay is not a big ball handler, so he doesn't command like really a double team. So he's kind of a unique player like that. But when you put Clay, Jordan Poole, Draymond, Wiggins, and Steph Curry on the floor together, now you're playing – Jordan Poole is not playing against the best defensive player. The best defensive perimeter defensive player will be on Steph Curry.
0: Right. I mean, the same so, thing happened with Wiggins last year. I mean, Wiggins in the in the finals, he basically said, I like my matchup, and he, and he, and he went for exactly. it. Exactly.
1: That's what I'm saying. So I think that's why the Warriors are still feeling good about it because they're saying – We're seeing guys step up. And what I like about this Warriors team is they're finding a way to win minus Steph Curry. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And I don't think us in the media are giving them enough credit because when you find a way to win minus your best player, that's a huge confidence booster for the team, for the coaching staff. And then it forces the best player to integrate their talent with this group. So I, 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 like, I like what they're doing. They're defending home court, literally, because that's all. The, I mean, when they go on the road, you, know, you don't know what you're going to get yet. Right. But I think they're finding their way. And, and once they get their footing to how to play, let's just say 500 basketball on the road. I think this is going to be a tough out for anyone in the playoffs.
0: I like that. And I will say, I mean, they're only four and a half games back of first place. I mean, the the West is very much bunched up together. And it takes one team going on a Brooklyn-like streak to, to solidify themselves as the number one team right. in the Western Conference. And why not the defending champs, especially if they get Curry back? He's healthy. And they start to try to find their identity on the road and, and they show everyone kind of who they are. So I, I, I find that fascinating. I do think Milwaukee is the team in the East like the 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 Warriors where I, I do think when hopefully Chris Middleton is able to plug back in, they can get back into that same mode. And if I had to close my eyes today and say who's in the finals, I see Bucks and I see Warriors. I, I do. I, I think that could be the NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I – I... I couldn't argue that. I could see Brooklyn. I could see Philadelphia. Mm. I, I, I. I could, Philadelphia I could see, is the
0: one that no one's really talking about. I yet. could
1: see Boston. Mm-hmm. I could, I could see the Warriors. I could, you know, if you told me Memphis somehow made a run, I could. I right. mean, there's a. I think this thing is wide open. I really do. Uh, you know. At the beginning of the season we were talking about the Utah Jazz. They they were sitting at they the top fun. of the Western Conference. Larry
0: Markin looking like he could be an all-star, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. I it, this scene is wide open, literally. Now, I think a, a move is going to have to be made by one of these teams. Right? Every you could see the gaps in the in, in the teams as far as how you can attack them, right? You you could see what you have to do against Boston, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, they were exposed again last night. Um, by the OKC, by the Thunder. Put up That's
0: 150 it. points. I mean, 150 I, points. I've Minus never seen K scoring Alexander. like yeah. this. I mean, this yeah. is
1: insane. Okay. Then you could look at Philadelphia and you say, okay, you know what you got to do if you're going to beat a team like Philly. You could see the gaps with Milwaukee Bucks. I think someone is going to have to make a move, right? And the big thing as you're looking, I'm looking at all of this, is the following Who is best equipped to defend on the wings? And stop dribble penetration. I think that's going to be the key to winning the NBA Finals this year. And when I look at it, if everyone is healthy, there are two teams to me that stand out. the The New Orleans Pelicans. They have a plethora of right. young, athletic. They can throw a defenders. bunch of guys
0: at you. Yeah.
1: Okay. And the the next is the is the Golden State Warriors. Draymond and Wiggins. They are very capable. They're very capable. And Draymond can defend interior players if you have that, and he can defend guards if you have that. So those two teams, to me, I always look on the other side of the ball. Now, when I see teams start to score 140, 50 points, then I get a little concerned. I'm not sure how good defensively the the Sixers will be. I'm not sure how good defensively the the Cleveland Cavaliers will be, Mm -hmm. but I like these teams. And I think there will be a move that will be made to address the wing situation because Wiggins was perhaps the best wing defender last year in the playoffs. He was, if he wasn't the best, he was, I don't know who else was better than him, but he was Mm -hmm. right there. So, and you put him next to Draymond who who's playing right now defensively like he could be up for a defensive player of the year right now i think they have a good chance you know because they're showing that they can win at home which is the first sign that you look for and then you're saying if you're going to win a championship you got to find a way to how to win on the road mm-hmm. you got to fit you got to win at least one probably two to be crowned nba champion so i think they are equipped to do it and that starts on the defensive end. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of basketball to be played. I think this indicates to me that there's going to be some trades. Mm. And there has to be a trade. And uh, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what team is going to make a move here, uh, like the Milwaukee Bucks, for instance. I think the Milwaukee the Bucks to me, have, to, they have to do something. I think they have to do – they have to get more athletic. I think they, they know that, right? They have a lot of guys on the wing – but they have to get an athletic guy.
0: They're trying oh. to get Bochamp, who but he's a rookie. But they're trying, like he is that athletic wing that they're trying to get out there and I feel like get some right. run. But you're right. They got to get somebody to bring in that at least looks the part. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying that well, he's got to be
1: – Well, you gotta match up. Listen, you're gonna have to match up with Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see Donovan Mitchell. You're gonna see Jason Tatum. Right. You're gonna see Jalen Brown. You're gonna see James Harden, you're going to see Kevin Durant. Okay, it's inevitable. Athletically, you got to just be able to match up with them. You're not going to stop them. You're not going to stop any of them. But you have to be as athletic to be able to physically match up with these players. And then you would hope, you know, that maybe they're not playing their best, you know, level or best brand of basketball at that time. Hey, you could put together a scheme that maybe makes him a little uncomfortable. But if you can't match up with those guys, Jason Tatum and Jen, you have no chance to beat him. Right. Because Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, you don't James want Grayson
0: Allen guarding, you know, Jason Tatum. That that is not the matchup. Well, you, well want. It,
1: it, it, you know, I'm not saying he can't do it for stretches. However, I think those guys are just better athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Durant is a major hey guy's some I mean there's what are you going to ask? Their Milwaukee's matchup against Kevin Durant is is uh Drew Holiday. Th- that's, that that's that's tough.
0: Right, especially that's, when he's 7 feet and he just rises up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you that's can Drew Holiday that's can tough. play the best defense in the world, but if Kevin Durant keeps the ball up high and and and, and shoots over and what can you do?
1: Right, so I just think they need defensive wings Mm -hmm. or someone that they feel that they can match up because you can put Giannis on guys at certain points of the game. I don't think they fear any of those guys. It's just that you need someone... He can't guard both of them at the same time.
0: Right. And it was nice to have. That's why P.J. Tucker was such a nice wrinkle for them in, in the first right. iteration. Because, you know, you you say, P.J., you go do the dirty work here on, the, on this guy, on Kevin Durant, for example. And right. then in crunch time moments, maybe Giannis slides Let's over. Some, right. and, and exactly. That's up. what I'm
1: saying. So I, I think, you know, getting Middleton and their full crew and adding one more piece probably is what they're looking to do. But it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, my friend, to see what happens here as, uh, as we move down the stretch.
0: And I want to see, you know, some of these teams may not want to help a Milwaukee or they might not want to help. You know what I mean? There's a lot of politics that go on behind that, too, where they know if they give you that one piece, it's going to get you over the hump. <laughs> they, might, they might not be up for that. So.
1: Yeah, and these owners like to make money. So they'll do they'll, oh, they'll, 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 if, <laughs> Mo- if it money makes talks. dollars, it makes sense for them. It right,
0: there you go. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here, BJ. Um, this is not about basketball, but it was something that I saw um, during the college football playoff that, that made me think of you and it made me happy. I'm watching the Georgia pregame locker room speech and Kirby Smart, the head coach, he says to his group, he says, "What is one plus one equal? And they all say in unison, three. And uh, and I and I and I and I said to myself, "Oh my gosh, uh, B.J. Armstrong! The, the math of B.J. Armstrong is everywhere." And, uh, and I think that's why Georgia might win back-to-back championships. B.J. As soon as I heard the whole locker room say three, I was like, "These
1: guys know what they're talking about." Hey, Tate, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got to learn. You you if you're just hearing it for the very first time, you know, you just got to live it. You you just got to say that's just it's just this is what it is. That's sports, you know. Mm. It's you, you just got to know that you got to expect the unexpected. And and if you can play sports with that level of humility, to know that you got to find a way, right? You know, right. You, you have this great game plan. It's not
0: going to be easy. It's,
1: yeah. It's not going to be. It's something that's going to happen that's going to be like, like, oh my goodness, what just happened here? Mm-hmm. And you just got to find a way. So, you know, good for those guys. And uh, it does, it, it equals it doesn't equal two. I don't know what it equals yet. I haven't found out. I haven't found out what the total is yet. But I do know it. One plus one doesn't equal two in this in this world. Right. And, right. Uh, that, but that's that, that, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, and one more shout out. Shout out to the Detroit Lions. Uh, I have enjoyed. How about that? How about that? I have enjoyed that, the ride. T-
1: see, that's why I thought you weren't calling me because you know what? <laughs> when my Lions start winning. I couldn't hear from from, from you and Mike. I just heard I Detroit hear from people guys.
0: roaring all over the place. Uh, you know, they're, feel they're the excited. roar, baby. Feel yeah. the roar. We're back. I, I we're, love to see it. I love Dan Campbell. I, I love this group of players. They're they're very likable, gregarious group, and uh, right. it feels like they deserve to, to get that opportunity in the postseason. So I'm pulling for him I, I really yeah
1: we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed we're keeping our fingers crossed so yeah. but it's been good to see
0: Right. And as soon as everyone wrote them off, that's when it's, it felt like they flipped the switch and just one of this, uh, you know, uh, started winning a bunch of games. My Panthers got him. That was the only team that really, you know, stifled. the run. Uh,
1: No, I know. I, 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 I felt bad that about was, that.
0: I felt bad yeah. about that. But I like my guy Steve Wilkes, though. I hope he gets the job. So, uh, yes. Other yes. than that, BJ, I, uh, you know, I'm excited to get back on the microphone with you. I'm excited to talk about basketball. We got so much going on in the NBA. Is there anything else before we get out of here?
1: Hey, when in water, my friend, what do you do?
0: We got to make waves. This has been Pushing Through. It is the Jordan year. It is 2023, and we are happy to be back with you.